okay. I threw my BoJack away, and Cheyenne bought me like a small one, a five by seven of it instead of the eight by ten. I was like, I don't know where I'm gonna put this, but thank you. That was so nice of her. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that for you. At least thought to. Yeah. Like if you'd asked me to, I would have been like totally, but like <laughs> I wouldn't have it's like okay. thought more because like the way you worded it was like, oh, this time the press era is over, but. I've been like, okay, cool. It I definitely was do something new, but I would yeah. do the same. That's what I'm saying. I don't even have where to put it at the moment, so it's okay. It, it'll be a nice memory. I mean, Sleeping Beauty's been in front of it for like the last six months, probably longer than that. I don't know how long I've had that Sleeping Beauty print that Liza got me. Yeah. So. I'll just get you a print, even though that one time you technically bought yourself prints. I just like ordered you a shit ton of. Yeah. Randos. <laughs> I kept some of them. I kept the Kirby with the gun. Which I don't think is work appropriate, but I kept it. <laughs> uh, I kept the scene for Open the Garden Wall because now that you sh- ever since you showed me that show, it's literally like one of my favorite shows now. <laughs> uh, and the Squidward one is on my locker, and everyone keeps asking why it's there, and I'm like, why are you questioning it? They probably think somebody put it up there. The oh end. yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's okay. Like, I so done that to you if I was still working there. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, my BoJack era. It's because I, I think during COVID, I rewatched that show like three times. I started it and I literally had to tap out because of how depressed it made me. This episode became about Bojack Horseman. It, it's it's a depressing show, but like I think it was like this is nice. This, there's comfort here. I don't know what it was. I think it was just like, I it kind of delved a little too deep into the like feelings of feeling like a shitty person. Are you holding your mic backwards? Oh, how's your volume? Is your volume picking up? Uh, yes. <laughs> It's been picking up pretty quietly compared to what it is now, though. <laughs> Do you want to see? <laughs> it went from like a centimeter of the little, you know, volume dash line to it's like, fine. you I'll know, just have three inches. It, so I'll restart. Have, have you watched Bojack Horseman before, Kaylin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you just cut it short to where we started talking and it was muffled and then it was like, yeah, it probably will. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, I mean the show. Don't does. um when I um. Oh 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 oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, you may go first. The show does come to like a completion with it. I mean, it obviously is a very sad show. Bojack's depressed. I stand with my man Todd. He's my main man. Um, but it does come to like a nice full circle. Uh, it does take like a weird turn, but it does give like a nice conclusion, which I like. Yeah, I I like the far content. I liked the content in it. I think the content just was like. It was a little too honest, and at that time, I was such a young, underdeveloped person as uh, well that I was like, oh my god, I'm a shit person. When did you I, watch it? Mm, like, when you were in college, though? Yeah, like, sophomore year, mm. which was a very, like, developmental time for me. Yeah? Yep. I saw a lot of people talking about it, and I just never got around to watching it, and I watched it, I want to say, my senior year at Walsh, so mm-hmm. I was already 24. Yeah. I think that if you're too young watching it, it's just kind of like... Well, I disagree. It depends on, like, where you're at or if you're depressed or not. And I think I was just too depressed at the time to watch it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the relatability, I rewatched it when I was probably at, like, the lowest during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but there's some good messages in it. I was like, you're right. And this, the poster that I had, the one that says, like, it gets easier. It gets easier every day. The hard part is that you have to do it every day or something along those lines. Yeah. And I was like, you're right, Bojack. Life will get easier, but I got to keep doing it every single day. <laughs> So oh, oh and eventually I found some new friends. Who? Uh these two people, these two weirdos that just like forced me into their life. They were like, Here's a key to my house. Here are my animals. Hope you love them. Also, we're gonna work with you now, so we're gonna see you all the time. So you have to like us either way. <laughs> and now I do a podcast with them. 
and we don't work together. You still come yeah, around. That's, sad. that's funny. Um, and I rebranded. We really gave you a key to the house. I purely was 100% in, in it because Kinsey would never get up and get the door. I was like, here, so now she can open the damn door. I don't want to get You guys up. were also giving everyone, like, you gave your partners keys at the time, too. So it was almost like, I was like, dang, guess I'm part of the family now. <laughs> like, the boyfriend's got a key. Guess I get one, too. Let me think. You came in the picture, like, a year before Colin, though. I mean, nobody stuck around long enough to get a key. And I would say you probably were, like, um, the quickest to get a key, like, in the time span. Mm. When Colin got a key because of Ripley and, you know, he had been around long enough that I knew I wanted to be with him. And and it's a matter of trust. I was yeah. like, I, I trust these people. Like, when fucking Kinsey moved out, she was still dating her current boyfriend at the time. And he handed me his key that day. Like, she moved As out. So should. it was a matter of trust. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying you can't give that yeah. out to anybody. My grandma was like, can you get your, can you get the house key back from Kinsey? <laughs> because <laughs> she's very weird about giving her a key to someone she's like when did you give your friend a key i was like grandma she's living here i gave her a fucking key i'm not home yeah so she's she's funny like that too yeah but kenzie's also the worst at giving keys back. yeah it's i mean i don't i'll just lie to her and tell her that i got i gave it i got it back like if i have to go make a duplicate just to lie to my grandma i'll do it <laughs> so jesus christ that's funny like even cheyenne doesn't have a key because after we got like the after the house fire cheyenne never got one like a new key mm. i need to give her one because the amount of times i come home at midnight and my brother's already locked the door. I'm I'm used to being able to call Cheyenne because she's either up or I can go and get it. Because <laughs> my grandma gets mad. And also, like, there's times where I'm sneaking back in the house at, like, one thirty in the morning, 2 o'clock. And I don't want to hear that. I don't want to yeah. hear the why are you coming home at 2 in the morning conversation. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you're ever in that situation, just bring your key over to my apartment and couch, couch uh, crash. And just yeah. say, oh, I decided to spend the night with my friend. Yeah, that's what I need to do because she's something else. <laughs> I even delete my video footage on the on the the ring camera because I'm like, you are not safe that I came home at two in the morning. <laughs> that's so funny that you have that one up on her. She's nosy enough that she's like, hmm. But you're yeah, you're smart enough. I'm already on top enough. of it. Yeah, <laughs> covering your tracks. That's yeah, funny. Thank you. Well, bring us all in. Bring us in, Kaylin. You're listening to Post Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. My name is Kaylin, and. Your I started fact? writing again. That's <laughs> your fun fact. You yeah. started doing some creative writing outlet. Yes. Ripley, would you like to do the intro for Kinsey? Thank you. So Thank now. you. Uh, my name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I've been eating salt and vinegar chips for like the last Me too. Like four or five days. I think my salt intake Disgusting. is extremely high. I can't stop. Yeah, Colin got this family-sized of I saw a brand that I decided pantry. I don't want to eat that brand. Was it the kettle one? The one that kettle I get brand. from work? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have it at high doses. I'm eating regular-ass Lay's, bro. The Lay's ones have a sweet taste to them, which I like. Mm. And, or or the... No, 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 no. The Miss Vicky's has a sweet taste. Hmm. Um, We should just go and try all the salt and vinegar chips at this rate. <laughs> They're yeah. so bad for you, but I can't help it. I know. It's just like... Only like one spot of my brain needs to be tickled, mm-hmm. and only salt and vinegar can tickle it. I'll, I'll like die down in like two weeks, and I'll go to like sour cream and onion. Yeah, <laughs> temporarily, or like Cheez-Its or Chips Cheetos or something. Are so bad. I know. I actually don't usually eat them a lot. I don't know. I think it was at work. I've just started eating them more. Like, it I think it's the like point- you just need something savory. When yeah. You, maybe maybe it's like a lack of nutrition. That's what I think. I think there is some there is some like science behind it, but I don't eat like sweet stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I always gravitate towards gravitate towards savory stuff. Me too. It's gotten to the point where like my coworkers, like Kaylee was like, I see that you eat these every day. They're your favorites. So I was like, you called I her swear coworker. The, you're, you're my going coworkers. Through, you're going through the phase. Or Kaylee. <laughs> you're going through the phase we went through. <laughs> anyway, Mariah. I said my coworkers, even Kaylee, mm-hmm. <laughs> has noticed. And she's like, this is your favorite. And I'm like. To make you stand out in my father's memory, I would call you my coworker Mariah because yeah. I know that he knows you from there and that you're my friend. At That's work. what I did to my mom. That's when you start noticing that I was calling you my coworker because my mom doesn't know my <laughs> friends. She knows my two friends. Yeah, because if you say, "Oh, my friend Mariah," like that's such a generic like title yeah. versus my coworker friend Mariah. Yeah. Step up in Sorry. A way. <laughs> if you okay. say my coworker acquaintance, then like that's below friends. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's coworker friend that like. It depends on the coworker friend. I would say coworker friend, like we are, it's like better than like you're basically best friends. If it's coworker acquaintance, you laugh at work. They're funny. You would mm-hmm. never hang out with them outside. Yeah, of work. like the first two weeks, I knew you were just my coworker. I was like, I don't know this girl, and I was like, I like this girl. I hanging out with her. She's like a cool acquaintance. And then we hung out for the first time, and I was like, Yeah, she's my friend. That's my coworker. She's my friend. No big deal. And now, yeah. just, now we're not coworkers anymore. So we're just friends. Yeah. When then we went through that whole phase of you know we were lovers being jealous. <laughs> That they were in the acquaintance uh, ranking still oh, yeah. and not in the friend. Because, like, the second they... S- they were fine. But then the second they saw um, someone got upgraded, yeah, they were like, like But Whoa. there also was never a chance for me to be friends with them. So why is the jealousy present? Yeah. Honestly, like, I experienced that at my last job. Um, not the one with you, but yeah. my last job. Um, and it didn't even involve me, but I could see other people getting jealous of... other people going from acquaintance to a friend and they're like oh my god why am I not in those group chats why am I not being invited to those gatherings and I'm just kind of like bitch if you don't want me I don't I don't want I don't want to be a part of that like I'm not into the chase I've never been into that obviously there's something incompatible about us that I get the picture I'm like okay cool I get that and I find my people I've always done that in my life and it it kind of hurts to see other people kind of like get hung up about it you can get like I guess Maybe feeling betrayed if you thought you were friends and then you find out that, like, it's more. But I don't know. I kind of knew immediately, mm-hmm. like, these acquaintances are staying acquaintances. So seeing other people kind of get hung up over it, I'm just kind of like, whatever, dude. Yeah, maybe it's my Scorpio placements. Maybe it's my Cancer 11th house. Like, people just, like, gravitate towards me to be friends. And I'm like, yeah, chase after me. Good luck. It's because you're a chameleon. Good luck. Maybe we'll be friends. It's my favorite part when people are like, yeah, I love This sounds so mean. <laughs> People are like, yeah, I love her. I want to be her friend. And they're like literally up my ass trying to be my friend. And I'm like, I never once considered you anything more than the first day I met you as a random person. Honestly, though, I, I used to think you were a little judgmental for that. And then I know the exact people you're talking about. Uh-huh. That They're not good people to like feel bad for. It's it's hard to watch. Yeah. I'm like, go ahead. Keep trying. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, buy me those gifts. Treat me to a nice iced coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that. When but also, I will say, I don't do. I'm not an asshole for this because I don't do it to take advantage of the people. I make it very much known that I don't like them. You do, and then I they think continue. It's a where I'm like, you deserve it at that point. They continue to try. So at what point am I no longer the asshole where I'm accepting the gifts when I've told you I didn't like you? Yeah, you uh, you straight up like in those words that I don't like you. Yeah, and it's like hmm, you're just playing a love game. You're just playing hard to get. Yeah. Like, like old Greg. They think they know what they're talking about, but my Scorpio ain't a nice Scorpio, so <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Kaylin, what did we watch this week? 
Wow, it's so funny that we're talking about like mind games, but um, <laughs> it has nothing to do. With I love when our little commentary always ends up being something similar to what we've consumed this week. Yeah, I guess like men- mental health, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, we watched Alice in Wonderland, the original uh, 1951. 1960? 51. 51. Oh, wow. I looked it up early because I couldn't remember. I was like, Alice in Wonderland. They gave me the other one. I said, no, Alice in Wonderland original. All right. Yeah, it, it had to have been filmed right after Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was looking it up, I saw an article, didn't read it, but it was like, why Alice in Wonderland didn't get big until the 1970s? And I was like, I should read that. Didn't. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that it came out that early. <laughs> Wonder, wonder what we could talk about in another <laughs> podcast. About uh, so yeah, obviously we didn't we didn't consume all of Florence this week because Kinsey is still busy being a corporate oh, yeah. girly. Yeah, but we'll be back when when Kinsey gets back on the grind. Kinsey will be here, guys. I promise she will be back. We just gotta keep it going. Yeah, sorry if she's some of your guys' favorite character, but you know you're just gonna suck it if up. If she buttercup. is, if she is, I hope you guys are also <laughs> five feet tall and I could fight you. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm never getting my hopes up to be anybody's fa- favorite character i hope it's like, Bro, you, of, like i want to be the hufflepuff person of... out there that's like kaylin's so funny and that's they dog on her for no i want to be the niche favorite the the Your hufflepuff the you know the odd one like you know a lot of people in game grumps i think their favorite's danny but like i want to be the the aaron like yeah like ability dang um so yeah we we watched alice wonderland because uh it is one that kinsey does not like yeah kinsey actually did not like alice in wonderland at all the last time her and i watched it like a year ago and was it her first time watching it no she's seen it before but she said she said it has always made her uncomfortable um because of how angry everybody gets you know what it makes sense now that you told me that she didn't like sword of the stone why she wouldn't like alice in wonderland either because it also feels like a little jumpy all over the place kind of vibe Alice in Wonderland does like it goes from um, basically the main character interacting with other characters. There's no real plot. Yeah, it could have been told in any order. It just happened to be told in the order it was yeah. told. The overall overarching plot is she is transported to Neverland and she's trying to get home. So she does have a goal, but like really, it's just her wandering about and running into different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Sword in the Stone, which we could talk about this, like, when we cover it. Yeah. Another one we'll say for just me and you, but um, it's Arthur, uh, what's it called, being taken under by Merlin for different sorts of uh, studies and training. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, you know, a different situation to a different situation to a different situation. But it's not, like... You know how Alice in Wonderland, it feels like you run into so many different characters and stuff. It's it's even less than that. And it's just kind of like, I'm like, Kinsey, how, why don't you understand what's going on? She's like, I don't get the story. And I'm like, well, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, it doesn't have like a straight path for it. <laughs> yeah, well, not not super linear, but like it's more like um, if here's point A and point B, it kind of takes like a, we're going off to the side. We're going off to the side. Yeah. That's how it feels. I but, understand. Um, yeah, I figured it would be a good one to do now because I want to save the Florence for when Kinsey's here. And, you know, when you're moving, you, you don't always, like, you know, you're not able to get around to the frivolous stuff like your office or your microphones. Yeah. So, like, you know, she she's just dealing with life like we all have to. We're giving her that space. But I do want to save that for when she's around. So, uh, Florence still in the queue. Yeah, it's okay. There'll be a day where you'll move again or I'll move and we'll have to work around uh this yeah we'll just do duos until we get the trio back yeah but that's end game obviously kinsey's still in the pod everyone ripley my leg fall so can you move i'm sorry or don't move she Dang. went to a farm 
She went to a farm. Do you know like the the morbid stories they say of like pets? Like oh, oh yeah, they went to the farm. they went to the farm. <laughs> Just kidding. Yep. She's all right. Dang. So I I started this movie, and first of all, I forget until I watch classic Disney like something they're lacking i love when the opening credits happen in any old disney films as soon as i hit play it like transported me back to my childhood and i was like oh my god it's so cute i love the colors i love the little stills i was already going to say that to you and something about it feels so nostalgic and bittersweet as if like i know the movies to go to to get this Mm -hmm. but movies are not made like this anymore and you can only get that fix from these old movies and you're right like i feel like i'm about to get into the setting and I don't know. It used to feel so normal when we were kids, and now it doesn't feel normal. Now it feels like, you know... They're like, here's the 3D castle, start film. No open credits. Like going down to the cellar and picking out an old special bottle of wine that, like, there's not going to be more made of it. That's the only one that you can enjoy. Yeah, it it definitely adds something to it. And, like, the way the music hits, and I was just like, dang, I am suddenly 10 years old again. You're going to make me cry. We just started. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Uh, It's okay. I feel the same way yeah yeah um something about alice in wonderland stood out to me like differently than a lot of uh films at the time like more so than i'd say like little mermaid or other like disney princess like films i i really gravitated toward towards alice in wonderland like if peter pan's your disney movie i feel like alice in wonderland has always been mine like Mm -hmm. the one that um i don't know i don't know if it's autism but like something about the shapes colors the shapes and colors are so good in that movie Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely created by like painters, like the colors, the way that like Alice as a character changes when she goes under different lighting, like mm-hmm. the tunnel when she's falling. Like it's that 2D art, you know what's happening? That 2D animation. Mm-hmm. The crocodile and the fucking when he's smoking and the oh. pink crocodile comes out. Yeah. It's like so vivid and like I'm just teleported. I'm like I am ten years old again when I watch films like that. So One good. other film that makes me feel like. Um, I can watch it and it gives me the similar itch in my brain that like when I was a kid it gave me is My Neighbor Totoro. When I watch that, I feel the exact same way as when I watched it as a kid, which was only Studio Ghibli movie. When did that movie come out? As a kid. Like 90s? I will say 90s, but I want to say it was like maybe even earlier than 90s, maybe. Er, I've never seen it, but I will say, yeah, the animation does give like It's not late 90s for sure. It gives like an older vibe. 1988. Oh, that is the, the definition of late 80s. Yeah. Really? 19. You said oh, wait, no, not, oh, you said not I thought late you said 90s. 1998. Oh my god. Yeah, 1988. 88, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um It's wild I guess to if, think that Alice in Wonderland came in the 50s. Like I can't even imagine what the fuck the 50s looked like and they're over here making Alice in Wonderland. I can. I can't. <laughs> You can imagine what the 50s looked like? Yeah, it's easy. It was like the stereotypical period um, for the white picket fence family where the mom stayed at home and where uh, that like 1950s dress style and like segregation still existed then. Huh? Segregation still existed then? Sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry. Listen, listen, that's why I use the word stereotypical because if you Google 1950s, you're going to find these. They're not going to be like white person water fountain black person water fountain yeah the the <laughs> idealized american dream yeah. that like you know was actually super toxic because like you know it, it, 
rushing into marriages that like you end up getting abused in and then like you know there's lots of yeah, fucking yeah. problems from it but um it's just wild that technology like that existed obviously mm-hmm. i know the video game uh fallout uh at least uh, god i can't remember the name fallout 4 yeah i think it's that one i'm not a big fallout fan i'm out here spewing yeah. it like i know what i'm talking about but i do know it is it is based in the 1950s because the 1950s is post world war Two. Mm. um oh god i think yeah i i just hope i'm getting <laughs> my back straight um post world war Two, and um there was kind of a um so you're back checking it. yeah i am world war Two ended 1945 yep okay yeah right after that and so the video game takes inspiration of the nuclear war yeah. and fighting that happened. And they basically, like, uh, expand upon that. And there's, like, this apocalyptic shit that happens because of all the bombings and all the technology. Like, we're in the future now, mm-hmm. but all the technology looks like it's from the 1950s and aesthetic and, you know, artwork. So when you're playing the video yeah. game, like, that's one of the... No- uh, historical facts i know about that but i'd like to comment i love whenever we're on the pod and we're talking about like historical or like grammatically correct shit like we're not all just creative majors <laughs> we're like yeah the war ended and we're like we're probably fucking wrong because i went to school for art you went to school for art kids went to school for art and we're just like spitting out facts over here like we know what we're talking about that's why i say it like with like a pain in my voice i'm like yeah. i hope i'm right yeah. that's what my history teacher told me it's if okay. i remember it right i even took a history class in college i took a whole his actually I think it was like I took anthropology in college. My I did history not take class history. was on like it wasn't a black history class, but like it was about the civil rights. So like I was like I already know this shit. <laughs> I was like give me something I don't know. So yeah, I mean it's weird how my brain works. I don't know if your brain works like this. And even for current memories with you guys, because anytime I hear Kinsey saying like what year stuff happened, or mm-hmm. she'll say after junior year, and I'm like no, that was your sophomore year. And she'll be like, no, it wasn't. And I have to sit there and lay out her life. And then she'll be like, holy shit, that is exactly how it happens. But Kinsey has no concept of, like, time. Yeah. I, everything in my brain looks like a timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I remember films, too. Um, like, I also have no concept of time. Because I'll be like, really? yeah, two years ago. And it'll be, like, five years ago. <laughs> oh, no. If I try to look back. Oh, if you lay like it out. That, yes, I can lay yes. it out. In my brain, there's this long line. And it... <clears throat> Uh, there's what I can remember in my lifetime and there's also what I've learned about history. Mm-hmm. And when I learn that, you know, for example, uh, My Neighbor Totoro was made before Princess Mononoke, 1997, I can I, I start placing them on the line in my brain. And so when I start saying shit like Fallout fucking, you know, uh, was based off yeah. of this time period, I can like pull from it. It's I a- can like associate events with times and then my age. Like I know certain stuff. I'm like, oh, my sophomore year I was 16 because I was able to drive, and like stuff like that, which is early because most people are 16 mm-hmm. when they're juniors. So like I can do it like that. I can break down like whatever happened to place it in my like. Oh, I broke the school record my junior year of high school. I broke the track record in my in, in college my junior year of college. I can like associate that, but I'm but, very visual, so I just imagine the event happening. But here's here's where I'm hung up. One. Uh, I did a lot of stuff out of order in my life and, you know, we're not going to get into that, mm-hmm. but I got that way, especially with college, which is, you know, I'd say that the beginning of my senior year of high school is when my life really start to, started to calm down. I, well, no, I was going to say take off and like I have oh, yeah. matter, uh, facts that actually mattered or yeah, not yeah. facts, that, um, events that mattered. Oh, Anything oh, before that. Does Ripley know that Colin's home? Uh, she might, or she might hear the dog. No, he's not home yet. No, he's not. It's only five twenty-seven. Um, 
But I was going to say where I'm hung up as far as using that method yeah. is now that we're out of college, uh, I don't know what to call well, things I just, anymore. I just finished my master's, so I think after that, I think I will now be entering that timeline of life. Let's just pause for a second. I was saying that I don't know uh, what method I'm going to use other than just a year-to-year basis now. Like, oh, in 2022, 2023. But that requires you also remembering. So then it'll become more vague, kind of like when I say, Oh, that was definitely before the 1990s, or that was definitely. That's disgusting. We're that's just how time. Old. That's just how time works, Mariah. It's sad. It's sad, but like, that's just how it works. Yeah, I mean, I guess now that I'm like officially done with like my education, I'm gonna have to figure out a new system to remember things too. Or we you know be what? Like Actually, Alice time's not real, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, things that are nonsense actually make sense in Wonderland, so we could, you know, just change the rules. Yeah. Yeah, so the movie, obviously we talked about the opening credit. Love it. Love the magic of the movie. Um, I'm just going to jump to... I've talked to you in the past when we talked about this movie. The fucking clam story that Tweedledee and Tweedledum... First of all, I don't remember... You are jumping ahead. How much... It's not that far ahead, but it's ahead. It's okay. No, I'll, I'll rewind. I'll go back to the beginning. It's after the sister, Why? after the rabbit, after the, the tunnel, after the door, so after the dodo, after the okay, Tweedledee and then it's the... Why was she so committed? At what point you're your child, you're chasing after this white rabbit, okay? You fall into a hole. At what point do you stop chasing the rabbit because there's other interesting things happening around you? Mm. Well, why was that she so point fixated? Does come. That point does come in the story. It comes right when the dog sweeping thing happens. Yeah, but that's because she was having a whole mental breakdown. Well, duh. Like, she kind of just, like, realized, like, she's fucking lost. There's no way home. And she just wants to find the white rabbit. I just feel like... Or she doesn't want to anymore. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just feel like I would have been, like, done after, like, the second time he ignored my ass. Mm. Or he tried to, you know, burn the house down yeah. with the dodo. So the the door scene, iconic, one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it happening so early for some reason. <clears throat> well, I just wanted to comment, too, about the sister before we get Finish off. Finish chewing. Um, um. <laughs> I don't know why I hate pretzels, but right now they are so addicting. Like, you made him look so good. I wish I had some dip for him. That's extra. Continue. <laughs> um, fucking Alice, like, uh, roasting her sister's, like, uh, real books and, uh, what's it called? Sorry, let me rephrase. Alice roasting her sister wanting to read picture books instead of real books. Like, I was always, like, on that train when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, fuck. You know, and now here I am, like, trying to write. Yeah. Yeah, and she was just, like, teaching her because, like, the movie takes place in the 1950s, you know, and she's like, you need to read proper to be a uh, proper no, person. No, that was not the 1950s. <sighs> you know what I meant. Leave me alone. It's an older movie. So they're like, we're just teaching this That's girl. more like, I think, 1800s England era. I know, I meant, like, the movie The movie came out in the 1950s, so, like, obviously at the time, all they're knowing is, like, we're teaching a young girl to be proper. Mm-hmm. So... They're like, we will do this, and we will show her how to read. And she's like, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. She's actually taking her history list. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it one more time. It's okay. <laughs> but we can, we can fast forward to... Uh, my dog watched the rabbit run into the tunnel. That was funny. <laughs> and then when he came back on the screen after she fell down to the bottom well, of Ripley the rabbit hole, dog, so. her ears perked back up. It was pretty yeah, I'm funny. I'm talking about you, Ripley. She wanted to chase a white rabbit. Maybe I'll name her Alice. But, all right, we're at the door now. Uh-huh. And um, the fucking cookies and the drinks look yeah, so good. Yeah, they always look good. good. Like, I, I would have kept some of those it. for later. 
I could taste those as a kid. <laughs> could you taste them? I, I could. could. They're good. I, I also love the, like, obviously, like, as an adult, when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, magical movie. But, like, obviously, you know, as an adult, that it's, like, a dream world. And it's, like, that everything isn't what it is and is whatever it isn't, it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, every time, like, things were questioned, there was always an answer. And when there was an answer without a question, it was provided at every time. Like, when she's like, well, how can I get through the door? And he's like, well, duh, the cookie. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, did you get the key? She's like, how can I get the key? Oh, magically it's there. But like when I was a kid, I was like, this is so magical. But it is just like her brain because she said what she wanted the world to be. So like the, the they're like, oh, well, you didn't get the key. Well, why don't you get that cookie? And it appears. That's literally how my nightmares work. Like I will be <laughs> I will be in a setting and I'd be like, you know what would suck right now if there was just a shooter that walked into the store. And then guess what happens? A shooter walks in the stores. <laughs> Sorry. I can change the phrase. A murderer. <laughs> Yeah, you always magically have the answer, or you magically don't have an answer that you had two seconds ago. It either, like, gets worse, or, yeah, you're right, it gets better. Yeah. I guess, yeah, if you're just doing a mundane task, and you're like, where's the pizza cutter? There's not a pizza cutter in here, and then you're like, oh, right here on this, you know, piece of bread. Like, something weird. It's always, like, very illogical stuff. So even that, like, scene watching it, I'm like, oh, she literally spoke that into existence. She's like, everything isn't what it is, and what it is, it isn't. And I was like, okay, so the doorknob's not simply a doorknob. The cookie's not simply a cookie. Also, you got the cookie, but you need the key. You need the other cookie to get up there and yada, yada, yada. I liked all the doors when she opened it and opened it and opened it. <laughs> That's really cool. so magical. Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. And I love her little her little crying self that she sobs so much. And the doorknob is just like, well, fuck it. I don't need the key. I'll just get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next scene, I don't Relatable, know why. Like crying and <laughs> fucking floating around your own tears. Uh, the scene where she's like trying to cool off. Even as a kid, I hated that scene. And when what? I was rewatching it, I didn't like it either. When they're like running in the circle to get like out of the water with the birds and the starfish and the dodo is, is like in it the feels fire. Chaotic? I don't know. I just feel like it like wasn't necessary. Mm. Yeah. It is based off of the original writing. Yeah, I know. Have you read the book? Mm-hmm. Okay, I read it in high school. It's based off the original writing and they they cut way more characters mm-hmm. than that out, but I feel like it's um not important, but it, it does show the the randomness of Wonderland. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the book or the movie kind of has like a mix of both Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass combined into one. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's definitely parts that are here and there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forget that it, it is based fully off of a book, and the book the guy was on like fucking it's all about drugs and shit or whatever. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, so I I do forget that it's just like a goofy little book movie situation. Um, I did like that the animals were just like fucking running and listening to this dodo bird when he was clearly just in front of a fire chilling. How many people do you know that remind you of the dodo bird? Specifically, when he was pressuring the lizard to go down. He's like, you'll be famous. Come on, lad. (laughs) Down you go. He's like, probably like, grab him by the neck and pull the monster out. Oh my gosh. Like some Capricorns that we know. Yeah, like, I'm picturing, like, I don't know, some old-ass mansplaining man that, like, has this, like, positive attitude trying to be the cool boss, but he's also, like, I'm the leader, but he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's dumb as rocks. Like, Uh I feel like I know so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. She was just like that at work. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's always, like, it stems from a, I don't want to do it, so you should do it. And, like, even when he's wrong, or it doesn't work, he's like, hmm, Anyways. Anyways. 
Um, was there a scene? There was a scene before. Yeah, was, there was. Um, was the Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and then your oyster scene. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was about to jump into that whole scene with the house. Um, I'm gonna forget my track, so I'm staying on the house scene. So I'm a, when he was looking for Marianne. Does this rabbit have a servant? Who is Marianne? I think it's his like hand aid or like. So he has a servant in his house. Well, he works for the the royals. You know, he's the fucking. So he's got a little bitch that grabs his gloves for him. Everybody needs to work. (laughs) This job wrong. This job's for everyone. He was so mean to her though. I know. He's like Marianne, bitch, get up. You're. I'm fucking late. I'm late, and you're making me later. Get my gloves. (laughs) Like you couldn't hop your ass up those stairs and grab your gloves yourself. That's funny. When also, I was a kid, I thought Marianne was another name for Alice. I was confused why he was talking to her. Why they got those cookies just laying around for? Well, uh, sorry. it's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> but, like, I was just mad. I was like, if this is not a dream, because as a child, you don't realize it's a dream. Why are these cookies just sitting here? I don't know. Uh, uh, for fun. <laughs> and then, also, does nobody in this world know the cookies exist? Because every time she shrunk or got small, people were freaking out. Except oh, yeah, for they the, were, like, the caterpillar. Maybe... No. The caterpillar knew because he oh. said one side will make you larger and one will make you smaller. See, nothing's supposed to make sense. Like, you can't prove nothing about Alice in Wonderland. Well, he was like a high intellectual. So he knew everything. So did the dodo. The dodo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, if you, if everyone has these cookies and these snacks and stuff, why don't we, why don't they put two and two together? When, when she was small and then got big, why did they not realize it was the same person? I cannot wait to get to my favorite <laughs> food. In this. It's actually not the cookies, but um, it's a few scenes down. Last thing I'll say real quick while we're on the rabbit house is yeah. I wanted to live there. I still do. Did Every you? time I see the house. Yes. The colors. It's very much your vibe. I the can fucking, see it. The fucking clock that the dodo breaks in front of the rabbit. Poor thing. Oh, that pink, funky looking furniture. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely absolutely. your vibe. Um, so she is incredibly small after... Mm-hmm. The rabbit's house, and I'm very sure the next thing is the flowers. Yeah, but go back to Tweedledee and Tweedledum. What the fuck? <laughs> I skipped them. You did. All right. Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum irrelevant, other than the story they tell. I completely um, agree. Do you think that they just live in the woods, and they just mm-hmm. like taunt people with stories? I don't know, but when you really think about what they are, like there's magical flowers, there's magical cats, there's you know the Mad Hatter and the yeah. fucking rabbit and the mouse, the dormouse are all iconic Alice in Wonderland characters. So is Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and actually a lot of people love them, Mm -hmm. and I see them marketed everywhere. They're two grown twins running around the woods acting really weirdly. Maybe they were banished as, like, bad gestures. Mm Mm-hmm. Or gestures. Just, what's, is that the word? Gestures. Gestures? Yeah. Is that the, gestures, like, funny clowns? Oh, a jest. But is gestures the right thing? Because I'm thinking like a gesture, like um, a movement. Gesture would be like, I guess that word, but just for sure. My brain's hurting. Mm, They don't give me jest vibes. They're dressed like little boys. Well, I'm saying maybe they were banned from... Oh, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. So they just show up... In the live action, they're calling her Fat Boys, the Queen's... Yeah. Yeah. They show up and they tell this, this tale of the oysters. Which, when I was a kid, felt like such a cool little concept. And I think it's because, like, the story and the animation kind of changes for a second. Mm-hmm. The animation doesn't change 100%, but, like, the way it's, like, everything's laid out and design changes. Yeah, you're, like, on this, the whole little world, like, the sun yeah. and the moon and the beach. Yeah, I, something about the whole um, walrus and carpenter story um, really, like, hummed in my brain when I was a kid. We're cabbages and kings. Yeah, and then that butter, oh, my God. 
<laughs> it looks so good. Like, it didn't even look like butter. My brain didn't even process it as butter as young as I watched it. But, like, it looked delicious. Why couldn't the mother stop her children from going? <laughs> Hold on. Also, why did the walrus not save a single clam for the carpenter? Because he was greedy. And, I mean, the mother oyster warned them. They still went. They didn't listen to her. Natural selection. I beat my kid. No, I'm kidding. We're like, I texted you last night and was like, when people open the oysters, do are they dead? <laughs> I've been seeing so many people on social media just opening up clams and taking the pearls. And I'm like, are you killing them? Yeah, it could either be that they're already dead or it could be more than likely that they're alive. How, how like, like, obviously they're alive, they're breathing, whatever the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, like, compared to, like, an animal, like, are they in pain? Mm-hmm. If you're asking about the ethicalness, like, yeah, they're in pain. And um, I've only seen, like, very rare situations. And I've seen videos. They open the shell just, like, about, you know, mm-hmm. an inch or so. And then they go in and they extra- extract the pearl. And then um, they let the oyster live longer to keep producing the pearls. But, I mean, that's way more time-consuming. Yeah. Than just, like, yeah, I guess for some reason, obviously, I eat meat. And I'm like, yeah kill the cow give me the burger you think about it like but something about the oyster just stressed me out i was like y'all are killing him just for these little pearls yeah i mean you compare it to fishing and the way that the fishing industry yeah. is like the fish are alive thrown on ice and they die a very slow painful death you know it's just like it, it's yeah i guess the problem is also i'm seeing like you know like you get the fish you're eating the fish like they're going for a good cause in your body but like they're, oh you're they're, saying that for and, a frivolous use that it not feels even more that wrong? and when you kill like you you can't eat a dead fish you know what i mean like you can't just pick a dead fish out of the water and assume it's healthy but like if we can just wait for the oysters to die and still get the pearls why can't we just wait for it to die I think it's just like the fucking. I think that's what bothered me about it because I was like, oh. we can't, we can't. I, I eat cows, I eat chickens, but I can't eat a sick chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I can wait till it's full and healthy and then kill it. But like, if if saving the oyster just to get to the end, because the pearls are still going to be there either way, why can't I just wait? Let's look at um, Alexa's unplugged. Look at the lifespan of a uh, oyster. That might be the answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, span of an oyster um 20 years yeah that might be why <laughs> like they're like bitch i know you got the pearl in you and i'm not waiting that long to make my cash like yeah, i guess that makes sense i don't know why i'm getting like worked up about them killing oysters all of a sudden but like the more i watched the video at first i was like cool look at those pearls then i was like that's a lot of pearls and i was like are they hurting them because i didn't know if they were like alive or not really you didn't know, know if they were like, get- plants or if they were more like animals you know what i got recently like funked up over was caviar What's caviar? caviar? Well, caviar is fish de- Oh, I thought that was like the dead lamb, but that's that's something else. The baby lamb. Yeah. Um, so they I, eat fish I, eggs. Bother, I don't, well, yeah. The, well, the fish eggs. Mm-hmm. How do you think fish eggs are extracted from the sturgeon? They grab the fish and they go... Nope. They kill the fish? They Okay. It takes like... I think... How come in Finding Nemo they just lay all the eggs? You can't just eat them there? Um, I think it's because... It's something weird. Like... um. There's a certain, um, basically, you know how, like, women go through cycles and mm-hmm. stuff? There's a certain stage that the fish eggs are mm-hmm. in the in the belly, and, like, if you miss it, I think you have to wait, like, a whole nother, it's like, two like years. probably, like, before the fetus is developed type of deal. Well, I mean, they could just separate them from the males, and they'll still produce the eggs, but it's, like, even if it's off by, like, a month or so, the eggs are, like, basically, like, they're too something to eat. Like, oh my God. There's, there's a very prime 
stage for extracting a fish. What kind of fish do they come out of? Sturgeon. What is that? It's a... You're asking the art... Okay, no, you're fine. I can can answer with my best guess. I believe it's a kind of carp. They're not like goldfish that die in like five years. They live a really long lifespan. Damn, bro. And they're just like, we want those eggs. Yeah, and before you can tell if it's a male or a female, it takes like seven years. Who do you think was the first person to be like, you know what we should try? Fish eggs. These fish eggs. (laughs) Slice it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting process, but the part but that the makes me sad is they have as to, well. I believe that the fish meat is processed. Okay. Yeah, but it's just weird to think that like you know there's a whole industry out for like just mm-hmm. the eggs or like that's imagine the, being a young mother egg. and you're like I can't wait to birth these two hundred babies and be an awesome mom and they're like yeah well think about like if you go through the eggs and then like I mean there's no males around so you can't um, breed them and then let's say the fish farmer misses like we are on a very <laughs> far tangent <laughs> but i was <laughs> it's okay let's say he misses it then your eggs just dissolve and you have to yeah. start it over again it's true um so anyways yeah the the <laughs> oyster scene very funny uh very cute um i wished the fucking walrus nothing but hell in his life yeah he was pretty greedy for that yeah. But God, he makes the butter look so good. <laughs> and the salt. The Actually, no. They that turn was the, the sign over to the oysters. They're all like, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> they're like, We're going to get our asses yeah, eat. We're getting eaten. Something about the scene doesn't make me feel that sad, though. I feel more bad for the carpenter. Yeah. I wanted him to have his yeah, like, food. I did, too. I agree. Something about I don't know why. <clears throat> um. So then what was after? She's tiny. She's running out of the house. Okay, yeah. Uh, after... After the house is the flowers. She's like, Mr. Rabbit. A.K.A. the, the uh, pop figures Kinsey got you and I. Yeah, they're super cute. Uh-huh. I would say that's like one of the most iconic scenes from Alice Wonderland. I know. It's so, so nice. Like, even rewatching it, I'm like, wow, that white flower over there is hot. The one that sings really good. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> why do they animate flowers like that? Don't know. Why do they, why they do that to me? <laughs> I chewed with my mouth open. It's fine. Yeah, that seems so good. I, I really thought, like, when I was a kid, I was like, why couldn't she have just lied and said that she was a flower? Like, they believed her. They're like, oh, she's a wildflower. She's like, no, I'm an Alice. Well, the one bitchy purple flower was like... Oh, the one who... The know-it-all. She's like, I've never heard of a flower called Alice. Well, yeah, she should have just said, yeah, I'm a wildflower. But they wanted to know her genus name. Be like, listen here, bitch. I just showed up. I just popped out of the ground one day. Want to talk about segregation? <laughs> Uh, like, I can see where they got their inspiration. Hi, Colin. Prime ca- oh, my God. <laughs> uh, talk about, we went from the, the flowers, and you said the purple one, you know, Miss Virgo over here who knows everything. Talk about a real Virgo when you cut to the next scene with the fucking caterpillar. Oh, he's a real Virgo. We're she talking, he's like, like English teacher vibes yeah. that, like, I don't know, can you go to the bathroom? Like, that's the vibe she But he's me. like a Virgo stellium, which is not good. Can you get water from my desk, please? Oh, just a dog. Oh, I can as go. I'm sorry. Hey, Kinsey. I'm with Raya. Can we call you back in 15 minutes? Why? We're recording the podcast. Are you, is it like actively playing right now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you like to say anything, Kinsey? What are, what are your thoughts on Alice in Wonderland? Put the phone up. I fucking hate Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I don't think it picked that I, over your whole, oh yeah, I you are. It, I think it scares the shit <laughs> out of me. We were saying that your autism doesn't like the random angriness. Um, because it's real. Like <laughs> we were just talking about the butterfly, like 
turning red and screaming at her like when yeah, he and that's exactly what the fuck i'm thinking right now <laughs> it's that, it's that little ladybug's i mean butterfly's face i can never get over it he's so it's because they're all mad kinsey they're all mad kinsey <laughs> i don't care how mad they are they're flowers that shit sent me back into my narcissistic parent <laughs> this is how we should just record the podcast without kinsey for now <laughs> Oh my god. Um. Anyways, we're, we're trying to fly through the rest. We kept going on these super long, unrelated tangents. Like, if we were talking about oysters, we were talking about, like, the harvesting of oysters and sturgeons. <laughs> and we're falling kind of behind. We're, like, an hour in, and we we're only, like, halfway in the movie. Well, I right? could cut the first, like, ten minutes because Kaylin's mic was backwards. <laughs> oh, will you call me in 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll start counting down now. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 That dork. I know. Five, five, five. Five, oh five, five. my god that's crazy wow. um yeah when she sliced open that little mushroom it looked like a nice slice of pie that i want to take a bite of looks so delicious if you were in the world would you be eating the food absolutely because it seems like every food makes you grow or shrink even the character. i i would no i don't care i'd eat all the food because it looks that good yes i would try every bit of it and you know what if i ate a cookie and i fell on the floor i would you know climb out for us to get back also, up there would, and have more why was she upset about being so large i feel like i would want to be as large well, the the people thought she was a monster, oh, and yeah, then the right. one uh, fucking old bird right after the mushroom scene, yeah, funny. she's like, Serpent! <laughs> she sounds... Why are you shaking? Why are you shaking? Hold on. Pause. Colin! Colin! Uh, before you make dinner, will you take the dog out, too? so bad. Great, please. Thank you so much. Um, so then after this is literally my favorite scene. This is the scene that I played the video game on the DVD with and everything. This is probably like, you know, you get the Mad Hatter who's like, everyone loves Mad Hatter. I would say like right after the Cheshire Cat, the Mad Mm Hatter is probably like a fan favorite. Uh, He probably is uh, above the Cheshire Cat in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people, a lot of people up. getting the Cheshire Cat. Who's the most popular <laughs> Alice in Wonderland character? A lot of people get the Cheshire Cat tattooed on them. But I would say with the with the new live action, a lot of people are committed to the Mad Hatter as well because everyone loves What's-His-Face. Johnny Depp. Thank you. Who's the favorite? You might have a point. Maybe Disney, it's Cheshire Cat, but maybe as a character as a whole. like. Well, because you get the iconicness of, like, the we're all mad here with the Cheshire Cat. Um, Who's the most loved character? Number one, the Mad Hatter. This one actually says the Mad Hatter, the Red Queen, Alice, then the <coughs> Cheshire Cat. Mm. Yeah, you're right, though. I do see a lot of marketing. Like, they, it's weird. Fucking Disney, they'll always pick the weirdest character to market. Like, I would agree. in Moana, that fucking pig that is only at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, he, he was all over, like, Merchandising, kids' clothes, toys, plushies, like yeah. And, I'm like, and then it the was film, the dumb you... chicken that was the side character. I was like, you didn't even get a minute of screen time in total. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the matter <coughs> scene is one of literally my favorite scenes. Um. Aside from the oyster scene, because something about it was magical to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you probably hated that scene too, because they were always yelling during that whole part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like. Clean cup, clean cup, move down, move down. Clean cup, clean cup, move down. And I'm like, okay. And these bitches yeah. never once drank tea. It's like musical chairs to me. I like when he cuts the cut. It, oh, cut yeah. He's half. like, I'll take one half a cup, please. <laughs> half a and cup. they're just not questioning it or anything. And I love that she, they're like, tell me your story. And then they just keep talking about their tea and their tea party. You think they just do that mindlessly all day? Yeah. They just sit here with their little tea party. Having That's a us blast. having a podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, Kinsey's the us trying to stay on topic about Alice in Wonderland. Kinsey's the mouse asleep in the little cup. Yeah, she's twinkle, twinkle, little bat. Oh, I wonder where. And and you and I are the the Mad Hatter and the rabbit. I'm probably the rabbit. Yeah, I'm probably the Mad Hatter. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I something about like just Alice in Wonderland. Besides it being kind of all over the place and like fantastical and wondrous. Yeah is it's chaotic too and i like those parts like so it's literally crazy mm-hmm. i like it though gosh it's an interpretation of like literally like visualizing mental yeah. um just different mental states yeah yeah i guess i would see a lot of people i do see people with the mad hatter's hat or like his numbers tattooed on them and stuff like that mm-hmm. i feel like whenever i think of alice though, i think of the cheshire cat i just picture the little scene where he like disappears and it's just his smile mm-hmm. and she's like everyone's crazy and he's, he's like not all there yeah he's like we're all mad here. That's the catch. And, you know, Alice, this is your doing. You literally wanted a world where things didn't make sense and you got it. Yeah. But it freaked you the fuck out. Gosh. So, yeah, after the Mad Hatter scene, I want to say. That's the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, scene. It's Cheshire That's the first cat. time she sees the Cheshire Cat because she mm-hmm. sees him again later. And then what happens after that Cheshire oh, scene? Cat? Um, you know, she, she tells her the whole, like, we're all mad there. And or wait, no, was it Cheshire Cat then ha- Mad Hatter? I think, yeah. Oh yes, you're right. It's Cheshire ha- Cat because she's like, he's like, oh, you're all mad here, and he's, she's like, well, I want to find someone who can help me, and she's like, oh, I know someone. He, yeah, she, he points to the the house. So then after Mad Hatter, she gets lost. She, yeah, that's when she's on the road, and you know, the, the road's like, just, yeah, that scene stressed me out so much as a girl. Kid. It's the silence and the the orchestra. Uh, the yeah, mu- sorry, <laughs> the music. Oh, it's just my. I thought it was Kinsey calling me again. I was like, bro, it ain't been fifteen minutes. <laughs> um. Yeah, the whole scene. Oh, you're right. The music kind of sets the tune, and the thing's just like you hear like them just sweeping the path mm-hmm. away, and she's kind of panicking, and then she's just standing on this one little cube. It, I like the metaphor of like how she's like, I can't walk because there's no sidewalk. Like you couldn't have just kept walking. Well, she, it was a path, and it's like, oh, a path. Like I can yeah. follow a path, and like when there's not a path, you can't. You know, she, she's already lost. Yeah, it came into something more lost. Yeah. Um, out of like the different little critters that like pull up, you got the little squonky donk. Uh, squonky ducks <laughs> you got the little runny guys with the little hairs. i love the runny guys yeah and then you have the fucking umbrellas that are all grumpy who's kinsey who's you who's me i'm probably the grumpy umbrella <laughs> to be Kinsey's honest the runny runny he's the runny guys because that's and i'm the little right. squonky donk yeah that's <laughs> definitely us three that's so funny <laughs> i'm the grumpy umbrella only because the umbrellas didn't want to be bothered yeah but then they start crying so like they're all so sensitive <laughs> that's me <laughs> <laughs> I just am, I like visualizing Kinsey's like chaotic energy, like running oh, yes, as fast as she fucking her. can. That's literally her. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sagittarius Sun. <laughs> crazy woman. Yeah. She then is. Cheshire Cat pops up again, and she's like, "Holy fuck, I'm so lost!" And he's like, "You could go here." Like, was he trying to kill her? Was he trying to kill her? Possibly. Was the Mad Hatter like so mad that like they also kill people at tea time, and like he just didn't get to that phase? Um, yes. And then. He's like, hmm, didn't fucking That's why there's there. so many empty tape, any empty seats. You have to be at a certain level of mad to be a part of the tea party. Yeah, to understand the It's only the a rules. matter of time to that rabbit was... You saw how <laughs> fucked up they got, like, at the table. Yeah. And, uh, the mouse was awake. Like, imagine if, like, one more slip up. And then Cat comes back like, hmm, let's try to kill her this way now. And the queen... And then he sabotages her the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. And you, he's smiling, so you think he's, like, a helpful character, but, like, he really is just fucking around. 
gosh and the queen herself is already intense i mm-hmm. can imagine kinsey getting very upset during that scene yeah fun fact i played my um first high school play was alice in wonderland what character do you think i played did you play the queen no do you play one of the cards yeah that'd be a fun one specifically the five of spades we're painting the roses red yeah i was in that scene red. wait no no i wasn't in that scene i actually was one of the guards that pulled up and grabbed it, like uh drug them off stage to go be beheaded oh gosh that's yeah. so funny yeah and i also like designed the costume to where like they could look as flat as possible they had like really wide shoulder blades yeah. and then the way it draped looked as flat as you could make a person, you know, versus like I've seen weird ass card costumes and get down. Get down, Ripley. Get down. I thought that was like the best way to do it. But anyways. Uh, I didn't watch Fest here, so you'll have to talk more. Oh, you're good. Um, um, I do love the hysteria that they were like so terrified of the queen and they were like, We accidentally fucked up and paint and planted white roses and we have to paint them red. So mm-hmm. it's like this is literally so intense. Yeah, I like the Ripley, go away. Go away. I liked the commentary on, like, I guess, like, crazy, you know, monarchy rulers and, mm-hmm. you know, just the... gives me, like, King Henry Eighth vibes, like, yeah. the, you know, execute you, execute you. And... She did that shit with no hesitation. Yeah. Um, also, the scene is where I learned my fucking uh, kissing ass as a child because <laughs> seeing Alice kiss ass, like your majesty and she's like very good little girl i, I was yeah, like that yeah. is how you people please that is how you get somebody who is angry and in power to just like like she's be like darling and she'd be like well i just have a question she's like no questions uh, yes your majesty and she's like very good come along let's play croquet and i'm like now i know oh how to God. kiss ass i love the croquet scene mm-hmm. oh the fucking little it's so funny giggly shits yeah <laughs> <laughs> the flamingos it's yeah. hilarious. And she's like, they're like fucking with her as they're trying to hit the ball. I feel like I'm the pink flamingo constantly in your life, just fucking around, in making my jokes. Life. <laughs> Think about it. Like when I'm like, you know, being inappropriate or like telling Justin around. that I'm a fake vegetarian. Yeah. Or just like being like, I don't know, like staring at your tits when you're wearing a like, hot <laughs> shirt. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, hi, I'm Ryan's boobies. And I'm like, Galen. Or Maybe I just love. make, like, the timely, like, you know, dad joke. Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dumb no, ass it is shit. good. That yeah, is good. I, I actually kin the pink flamingo. Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and then um, the way that the fucking green uh, flamingo and the green hedgehog would cheat to let the queen win, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. That's the game. Mm-hmm. You less the, It's all for their heads if she loses. Let's be honest. I feel like Colin kins the king of hearts. Even though... He's a very large man. Mm-hmm. He gives me those vibes of just like, you know, sweet king. Like, hey, like, let's be rational, dear. Let's be rational. Like, give her a fair trial. Because, yeah, then um, the queen, because of the Cheshire Cat, gets like, you know, humiliated in front of everybody at this croquet game. Yeah. Um, again, he's trying to kill her. And then, um, yeah, the trial happens. I'm not going to lie. I was cleaning up. And so I had to, you know. Yeah, it's a trial. Yeah. I remember as a kid thinking the Cheshire Cat was like the most like um mentally well person in the movie. As an adult, I'm like, just kidding. I think it's because he seemed like he knew the most. Yeah, he actually provided the most information. But it was not helpful at all. Yeah. Yeah, so like the trial happens. Um, she grows very large. The whole time the queen's just trying to execute her. Oh, she's her. like yelling and she's getting bigger. It's mm-hmm. almost like she grew this confidence so like her persona grew. 
Yeah, which totally could happen in a dream. I could see that, too. And then um, she shrinks back down, and then everyone's chasing her, and everything gets super crazy and, like, swirly, and she's trying to find her way out, and um, it gets to a point where she's, like, I think pulling on a door, and, oh, it's the, the locked door, and he, she can't get out. Yeah. And um, then They're it's, like, They're all still Alice chasing after her, yeah. Yeah. Really freaky ending. Yeah, almost, like, because you get to this big climax, and you're like, fuck, what's happening? Everyone's after her now. Maybe they were trying to kill her. Yeah. I, I want to Google if the Cheshire cat was trying to kill Alice. I wish I would have remembered, because obviously I, I didn't read it, but I watched the live action of Through the Looking Glass, and I don't remember exactly, like, how everyone felt when she came back. Because in, well, in the live action, she was, like, a hero, so different different film, different story. Was the Cheshire cat trying to kill Alice? During Alice's trial, the Cheshire cat appears one more time to mock the queen and make her angry at Alice, and Alice reports seeing him, but the queen cannot. He eventually causes the queen to snap and try to kill Alice by repeating a series of insults to her and Alice. had pre- Did the Cheshire cat help Alice? Um, the Cheshire cat is sometimes interpreted as a guiding spirit for Alice, as it is he who directs her towards... The March Hare's house and the Mad Tea Party, which eventually leads her to the final destination, the garden. Um, Is he a good or a bad guy? He's not a hero nor an ally. I hmm? Schizophrenia. <laughs> That's all I found. Yeah, maybe it was like a sub... Maybe because like Alice is a proper child. Maybe the Cheshire Cat was like her subconscious. It's It's a... A visualization of the uh, disappearing and reappearing, um, like, reality around you. So mm-hmm. that's, like, what he's supposed to symbolize from what a random Google article <laughs> just told me. Should have went on Reddit. Yeah, so... Schizophrenia. Okay. I mean, yeah, the whole... All the characters are supposed to represent... Different ones, yeah. 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 I saw... I, I could see the the trail list of the rest of the characters but i'll leave that for the listeners go look up i'm not here trying to say like what is what yeah, from a cartoon yeah. but um it's interesting if it's done well you know but you know i'm not going to be here to say whether it was or not i would say one of my favorite things about disney of this era of disney is they were taking like not kid stories and making them kid stories yeah like, there's no reason why alice in wonderland or, or peter, pan. peter pan or sleeping beauty needed to mm-hmm. be portrayed the way they are when they're like very dark stories I think that like even I don't Snow know White. If it's the era that like we came from watching those films that like I almost kind of miss it a little bit like at least the stories I'm interested in like I really like you know the Lord of the Rings where like you know Frodo this you know very peace loving like enjoying his hobbit town like does not want to leave but he's like if I don't leave they know where the ring is they're going to come here to get it and mm-hmm. they're going to kill all my friends I have to venture out and face these perils and it's super dark i like stories that are dark but like i don't know i guess in recent disney like i fucking frozen the first film uh, the second one when you really think about it there's no main antagonist and that's that's not a bad thing i'm saying things can be different i actually love frozen too um things can be different but i do miss that because i don't see it anymore there's a difference between saying i don't see it anymore um, it doesn't feel like it but stands out. Different things are also good. I'm welcoming new things, but like, can we also get like, I don't know, just a bad guy once in a while, like from the Disney Renaissance era, like kind of uh, bad guy. Yeah, the Renaissance era, something else. 
Yeah, I think that, that you're right. Like they're just kind of blending into the norm, and it's like at, who's going to break free from like the tales that we were already seeing all the time. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's like the cycle. Like maybe people are like, oh, let's change it up from the, just having bad guys. Let's get into because even internal like Moana conflict. doesn't have like a bad like one main bad guy. Yeah, it's just kind of like this like spreading evil, and then it's like personified, but then it's like I'm a good guy. Yeah. Um, Princess and the Frog had a bad guy that was very. Yeah. I just like it once in a while like different's not bad and i think different forms of conflict but when everyone's whether it be internal doing it it doesn't feel different anymore yeah and you know i i i welcome it all i just am kind of like i'd love to see it to be refreshing we need movies based off of books some more yeah just like a a good old you know schizophrenic cat like story <laughs> you know gosh well i guess we have no reason to ask, would you share this film again? Because we both obviously like the film. Oh, rats. Wouldn't, wouldn't share it with Kinsey's ass. Yeah, her rat ass. Wouldn't share it with Kinsey or anyone who has narcissistic parents. Apparently, according to Kinsey. Yeah, I I will say trigger warning on like the yelling. Like it's a very um you know. Mm-hmm. Odds are you've already watched this. I would say that the live action didn't feel as intense as the animated one. No, it's just kind of like a uh, darker themed creepy. Yeah, like, it definitely is. But it, I would say that this evokes more emotion out of me. Yeah. Like, watching this version, like I don't know. If you watch it at nighttime, theatrically, lights off, popcorn going, like, you can really get into the fucking, like, uh, film's motive, uh, uh, or the, hold on, the mood that they're trying to convey. Yeah. Yeah. But, and What are you going to share with us next week, Mark? Well, if, if Kinsey has time to return to us, we will be covering Florence. Mm-hmm. If, for some reason, Kinsey's still not ready and moved on with us, um, I am resharing because i i guess you haven't watched it but we read it i'm i'm showing kaylin given the anime Mm -hmm. the uh bl you know one of my favorite uh manga to read so i made kaylin read it for our book club that we did in january yeah gosh we can we can get that started up again you know yeah we should you can read uh (laughs) it's summertime it's a perfect time to be yeah hitting up you can read i hear a sunspot or i heard i heard the sunspot i think that's what it's called yeah we could We'll get something going. Funny, cause he's deaf. That's why it says I hear. It's funny. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it's funny because he can't. <laughs> no, the title. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but if Kinsey's not back, we will be covering Given, uh, the anime. Knowing Kaylin, she'll probably watch all 12 episodes. Yeah, um, I, can, I can do that in a week. But the movie is what you, like, the movie is up until, like, all we've read. Well, never mind. You watch the first 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Knowing Kaylin. And then, um, I mean, we can maybe get through the movie, too. Yeah, you know. Or if you want to save it for another potential podcast idea, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we can cover the first two episodes. I want you to watch the movie regardless. But that's what we'll be covering next week if Kinsey's not here. Otherwise, we will be back to our custom Florence. You guys will know because I'll drop, I'll drop the playlist, the Florence playlist, when we're covering that. So yeah. don't worry. Yeah, and if, you know, unfortunately, like, Kinsey does come back and we don't get to cover the amazing, like, given anime, which... uh, It'll be back, because Kinsey said she'll watch it. Yeah, we'll get her in along with it. Um, Also, that's actually not a bad idea that, like, we split it up. That way I watch just a show, we talk about it, and then we can do a movie review, and Kinsey can catch up all the way. True, she'd probably like the movie more than the show. So, like, we make her watch the show, and then we just review the movie, and obviously she's going to talk about the show, The show's got a slower build-up, so Kinsey will dread watching it. Perfect plan. So, okay, well... Catch you guys next week. Bye, losers. Bye. It's been longer than 15 minutes. Talk to you.